Well, this is healing night. Aren't you glad for the healer? If you come in need of healing, you've come to the right place. And you've come at the right time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You ever shown up to the doctor's office and he wasn't there? <laughs> you thought you had to wait when he was there. <laughs> what a bad time to show up. <laughs> but thank God we're here tonight and the Lord is here. And he's in a good mood. <laughs> Always he is. But he's here tonight and we're so glad. And if you've come with problems or pains or illnesses or diagnoses that are not uh, of a positive nature, then I'm really glad you're here because I believe the Lord is going to be glorified in your body tonight. Absolutely. He's going to get some glory out of what takes place here tonight. How many know the Lord is not glorified in sickness? Not glorified in that. Someone said, well, what about Lazarus? Well, when Jesus made the statement in John chapter 11 that this sickness would not end in death but was unto the glory of God, uh, uh, he was speaking of the final outcome. He, what, God didn't get any glory until Lazarus was raised from the dead. He didn't get any glory in Lazarus having the condition that he died of or in the death that he died. But when Jesus showed along and after four days called him out of that tomb, how many know that's when the glory and praise was given to God? And no matter your condition, if you're hurting or suffering tonight, uh, the Lord isn't getting glory out of that, but he's about to. What it does afford us is an opportunity for the Lord to be magnified in your body. Praise God. You know that He's glorified when we open our mouth and praise Him. Absolutely is. He's glorified when we commit ourselves to Him and serve Him all our days. He's glorified through our lives. How can He be glorified in my physical body? Here's one way. When it's healthy and strong as a result of His finished work on the cross. And so when Jesus suffered and died, bore our pain, took our infirmities, and we take advantage of it, He's glorified. When I'm forgiven of my sin and, and made brand new within, not only do I benefit, but He is glorified. You see, everything that we take advantage of that's been provided through redemption not only benefits us, but glorifies Him. Praise God. And so every time a person is healed, he gets the glory. We know where our help comes from, and he gets the glory. And I think he's, he, he's, he's a happy camper. Praise God. Well, what does that tell me? I think he is not thrilled if a person remains in a sickened condition or in a diseased condition of any kind. That doesn't glorify him. Okay. Does he still love the individual? Of course. But is he glorified in that disease? No, no. He's grieved by it. Absolutely. And so should we be. Praise the Lord. Let me show you a few scriptures from the Word of God uh, that will help us tonight as we get ready to uh, minister and lay hands on the sick and, and see some eradication of diseased conditions and some pains and problems, see some joints loosened up, a little oil. A little, uh, see some, uh, some uh, diseases dissolved tonight. Um, Psalm 145 is the first verse I want to read. Psalm 145. Say, well, I come for the power. Well, power is associated with the word. 
All right. The word prepares our hearts to uh, effectively receive his power. The Lord is powerful all day long. He, he's powerful when you're at your best and when you're at, when you're at your worst. But it helps us to prepare by uh, meditating on the word of God before we uh, partake of his power. So again, Psalm 145. And let's read over here as soon as I catch up with you. I'm doing the talking, you're doing the turning. 145, verse 8 said, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. What kind of God do we serve? A God who is full of compassion. He's a compassionate, compassionate God. Aren't you glad he's not an angry God? Aren't you glad he's not ticked off half the day? You know, and in reality... There's enough to be ticked off about. <laughs> I mean, if you knew all that was happening in the world today, you were acutely aware of every circumstance and every evil deed, you could, be, you could spend you know, your eternity pretty upset. But the Lord is a compassionate God. If you're in a sickened state tonight, in a painful condition, I want you to know the Lord's response to you is compassion. He feels for you, and not only that, he has moved to, uh, to remove the problem that you're in. Now, now look at Matthew chapter 9. Let me set this up a little bit and get our hearts stirred. Matthew chapter 9, and, and let's look a little bit about the, at the compassion of the Lord. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36 Speaking of Jesus, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Well, why? Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Jesus saw the condition that they were in, which was, again, weary, scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. And he thought, something's wrong here. He was compassionate towards their condition. Why would you feel compassionate if someone was like sheep without a shepherd? Because something is wrong. They are suffering as a result of their scattered and weary condition. How many know that uh, in the New Testament... The, the word that is translated into the word shepherd is the same word for pastor. That's a, and that's the parallel. That's the reason the pastoral office exists today. Because it comes from the, uh, the concept of shepherd and sheep. And that's one way the Lord describes us. And so we could legitimately say here, he saw these people... As weary and scattered because they didn't have a pastor. Did you know that the Lord still looks today upon those without a pastor with compassion? Why? Because something's wrong. Something is wrong when any person, when any believer is not being pastored. What happens to them? Well, they have a, a tendency towards weariness. 
They will be weary and they will be scattered. Okay, how many know that God's intention is for the body of Christ to be together and to work in unity in an organized fashion? To be able to come together as a body to get things accomplished. When that's taking place, there is um, help for the weary. In fact, we're much less likely to experience weariness when we are in church. When we have the pastoral ministry in our lives. Okay? But Jesus, again now, he had compassion on them because something was wrong. And these people were like scattered, man. They were weary. They didn't have a pastor and they needed it. And he felt compassion for them. And so he moved to help them. Now, in another place, in fact, why don't you look at Mark chapter 8. And I'll just refer to Matthew 18. If you're taking notes, you can just write Matthew 18. A lot of verses in there. Uh, In Matthew 18, Jesus told of the story of this servant who who, um, owed his master a great deal of uh, money, we would say in our day. Okay, he had severe debt and he was about to be to lose everything he had, including his family as slaves to somehow attempt to repay this debt. But then what Jesus told us in the 27th verse was that the master of the servants was moved with compassion and he released him and forgave his debt. Isn't that great? He had great debt and yet the master was moved with compassion. What happens when someone is moved with compassion? In this case, because the problem was indebtedness, it was forgiven. It was forgiven them. And of course, then we, if you understand and remember the story, they went on from there, and this guy did not do the same thing for someone else that owed him. And the lesson was, if someone has had compassion on you you ought also to have compassion on them and forgive others right so if someone um, is scattered and weary without a shepherd they need compassion don't they if someone is in debt what's what's a, a solution for them compassion and if uh, uh, and then you're in mark chapter 8 right Mark chapter 8, and notice over here in verse 2, Jesus said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. Why did Jesus have compassion on them? Because they were hungry. They were hungry. What does a person need if they're hungry? Food. That's pretty simple. The hungry person needs food. The scattered person needs a pastor. The hungry person needs food. Uh, The indebted person of sin or money or whatever, they need compassion as well and forgiveness for that debt. And then Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Chapter 14. This is just a real simple point I want to make to you, but let it be ultimately and perfectly clear. 
that when scattered, scattered people need a pastor, those in debt need forgiveness, hungry people need food, and sick people need healing. Always? That is always the solution. Is that scriptural? Well, Matthew 14 and verse 14. When, when Jesus, and, and when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. What will compassion compel a person to do? Well, if they're hungry, it'll compel them to feed them. If you know those who are hungry, you have compassion. You don't just sit back and say, oh, that's too bad. No, but compassion moves a person to respond to their needs will cause you to do what's necessary to remedy the situation. And in the case of sickness, compassion moves to heal. And the Lord is a compassionate God. Why would sickness cause a person to have compassion? Simply because sickness is wrong. It's a wrong condition. It's not right. It's wrong. Listen, it's never right. Sickness is never beneficial. Are you listening? And if you have any hang-up with that... Uh, I, I know it's real elementary, but it's one of those little hurdles that people have to cross. And uh, some of you think, I know this. This is simple. You're in the minority. Are you listening? When I'm talking about in the minority of people who come to church, they find all kinds of little ways to explain and make a sickness a positive thing in life. They spiritualize and look for hidden meaning in scriptures to somehow find a way where God is involved somehow in a mysterious way. Sickness has a remedy and it's healing and it always comes from the compassionate. Compassion compels a person to heal the sick. Uh, someone said, well, what about, I knew a person and they were living in rebellion and they would not listen to any straight talk. They were resisting God and all that he was about. And when they finally came down with this disease and they were in the hospital, they came to the Lord. And so it was a real positive in their life. Well, listen, that is not the method that God uses to draw people. God loves people who are standing tall and who are flat on their back. And he will listen to a person who cries out to him when there's money in the bank and things are well in their family and in their body. And he will listen to a person who cries out in desperation and they're just, they don't know what to do and where to turn. But we must not say, because some people only respond in the disparity of their life, that that is somehow the method that God chooses. No. He had compassion on them. Why? Because they were backslidden? Because they were sick. 
he looked at the multitude and he saw people limping and he saw people with sores on them and he saw people with all kinds of disease and those carried on stretchers and all those with all kinds of you know uh, they had a lot of leprosy in their day there was a lot of problems some people could hardly walk their backs were all messed up and bent over and he saw all these sick people he saw me thought ah we got to change this this is not right this is not the way it's supposed to be and I want you to know the Lord still looks at people today with that same attitude of compassion when he looks at those who are sick he sees something that is not right sees something that needs to change why because he's a compassionate God he has compassion on all those who have need of healing some people really have the idea that God doesn't care so much about their plight about the condition that they're in that maybe he's off he's busy doing something else he's concerned with greater issues with more global affairs or maybe some people who are doing more for him than they are and I want you to know whether you've you've ever done anything for the Lord or not and you have the slightest pain the Lord knows about it and he's he feels it he has compassion on you remember the in 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 first peter the bible told us to cast all of our cares upon him you remember why because he cares for us he said you quit worrying about it quit all your anxiety because i care for you in other words he wants to be involved in our circumstances our situations it's the compassion of the lord you know the word compassion uh is different from uh human sympathy where a person just simply feels bad for another all right and that's okay and that's fine to feel bad for another but compassion really godly compassion goes a step further and it not only feels for someone but is moved by that compassion that's the language we see from the Lord I'll show you that again uh, he's moved with compassion why compassion compels a person to bring change to make a difference in somebody's life in fact uh, the the actual word compassion that we get uh, in English or its origins in the Latin actually come from a word that means to suffer with when someone has compassion they're to some degree suffering with the person they're looking at they see someone's hurting and they feel that and it bothers them and that's the compassion that compels them to change that person's circumstance and situation. They feel it. This, what, really what this does is it shows us the true heart of God. The heart of God is a heart of compassion. He feels your pain. Yeah. Remember, remember 1 Corinthians 12 talked about how when one member suffers, everyone suffers. And of course, we liken that unto, you know, if your body, if you've got a body part in yourself that hurts, might be little toe. But if little toe is hurting, how many know the rest of the body knows? You're very conscious of that little toe that you hardly ever think about. But when it's hurting, ah, everyone, <laughs> the rest of you feel it. And this is the compassion of the Lord. How many know the Lord is the head of the body? And who knows more than anyone if your little toe, say, I am the little toe. Well, whatever you are in the body of Christ, if you hurt, where does that pain immediately register? Bing! I know it right here. 
If I got a pain on a part of my body that I didn't even know existed, you know, never gave it a second thought. Soon as it hurts, my head is well aware of it instantly. The very moment that you have suffered a pain or a sickness of some kind, an injury in your body, the head of the church was instantly aware of it. He instantly became aware of your situation. Why? That's where the system sends the, pain, the, the message. The message of your problem immediately goes to the Lord. Didn't Jesus teach that the Lord knows the things that we have need of before we ask Him? Why? This system is set up. There are no glitches in it. The moment you have a problem, He knows about it. Say, why does it work that way? Because He's waiting for you to draw upon Him now. He's already got it, so He's already got the solution. He's already gathered the necessary resources, the power, the anointing that he can send right through his body, right to that area that has the most need. Praise God. I'm so glad that if I hurt, he knows. Why am I glad about that? Because the Lord is a Lord of compassion. He not only knows about it, he feels it. And he doesn't like it. And he has compassion on us. What does that compassion do? compels movement compels a movement to change why do we have healing meetings well simply it's the love of god that that motivates us we have because of him in us compassion for the sick what do you mean compassion yes we feel it but godly stuff now we're moved to change it and we're going to change it here tonight. You say, you are? Yes, I am. And whoever else gets involved. We are going to do it by the hand of the Lord. And by his mighty power. We wouldn't be here if we didn't care. I'm sure there's something on TV tonight. I'm sure there's a restaurant. That, no, but compassion moves us to take time out of our schedule. To prepare and get ready to be a vessel that God can flow through. So that people are elite, uh, relieved of problems and struggles in the physical body let me show you a couple more things mark chapter one and we're getting ready to minister healing to the sick are you getting ready yeah. praise god getting ready if you, if you have need get ready for it to go it's getting nervous <laughs> the devil hates this place <laughs> and that sickness in you is getting real nervous can sicknesses get nervous I don't know for certain, but uh, if they can, they are. I know fevers can hear. I know they listen to the audible voice of the spoken word from the New Testament. We learned that, and so I think they get nervous too. I'm going to go out on a limb. They're shaking in their boots. <laughs> ah, I'm about to leave. I'm about to get driven out. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. You heard it. Get afraid. The thing that you greatly feared is coming upon you. Talking to the sickness now. <laughs> you thought you would have a short life and you will. Are you listening? I'm talking to the sickness. <laughs> sickness, are you listening? Your days are numbered. In fact, this is the last day. You're about to die and go to hell. <laughs> suffer a quick and final blow your body has already been fighting against it you know that you know why that is 
It's because the Lord made you. God made us to repel sickness and disease. Someone said, I think it's the Lord. Why did he make our body to fight it off then? thing is we live in such a sin-filled world and there are demonic forces and sometimes we need an extra jolt of the anointing and power of God because things have overcome our physical body but your body has already started to drive that thing away if you cut your finger it's right away it's starting to mend your body is working sending the necessary whatever in the inside of your body to mend that and cause a cure and to fix that thing that's the way God designed us. It's a sign in and of itself that, 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 that your body is already healing. And with the power of God and the power of how he created our physical body working together. Glory to God. Here comes some change. Here comes some virtue flowing through you to change everything that's wrong. Oh, this is the easiest thing in the world. Small problems, great big problems are all minuscule in compared to the power of Almighty God. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 in verse 40. 1 verse 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. You know, we, didn't have, we don't have a whole lot of examples in the Bible of people questioning the willingness of the Lord that is a big issue today many times people question whether God is willing to heal them they know he's able they believe he's God so he can do anything uh, but will he do so well this question has already been answered never ask it again never let it be a concern in your life is the Lord willing will he make his power available to me for my body to be healed this guy asked the question, Jesus moved with compassion. What's the answer to is God willing? Compassion. He's a compassionate God. How does a compassionate God respond to a person who questions whether God is willing to heal? Compassion always moves to help the afflicted. Okay. And I lost my spot. Hold on. He said, he said again, he, he was moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was, and he was cleansed. Praise God. Isn't that good? The Lord's willing. Well, what happened there? The compassionate nature of the Lord compelled him to move compelled him to not just say oh man that's too bad yikes you got a bad problem there yeah that's a bummer <laughs> you know i knew someone who had that once <laughs> and they really suffered a long time and uh, you know you might want to get some some help you know help around the house because that's really going to hinder you and uh, you have family you have you got people who can help you and uh, you got a good insurance policy because this is man this is bad isn't it? <laughs> i mean no the lord didn't do that <laughs> He felt he was moved and he did something. And by the compassion and power of the Lord, that's what here we're here to do. Not just feel bad. Yeah, we feel. And we're going to do something about it. What are you going to do? We're going to remove sickness and disease and problems from your body on the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid for it. He did it. And we're authorized to go forth in his name. Praise God. Look at, uh, look at chapter 5. 
Mark 5. This is not an obscure thing that's in the New Testament just maybe once or twice. I want you to see this is, this is normal. This is a normal way of how Jesus, how Jesus ministered. Chapter 5 and verse 19. However, see this is, uh, we're jumping in the middle of the story. The demoniac here was, uh, uh, was delivered and the guy wanted to go with him. Verse 19, however, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion for you. Notice again what happened. A person was delivered and it was immediately relegated to the compassion of the Lord. If a person is struggling with demon possession, what's the answer? Man, God's compassion will help that person get free. But I find this interesting, what, what, what was revealed here. He said, go home and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. I don't really believe he was speaking about himself there. But he was talking about, go home and tell them what the Lord God has done for you. Do you know when Jesus ministered to people and got them healed and got them delivered, got them set free, it was the Father working through him that caused that to happen even though we say jesus healed the sick it was the father moving through him bringing about these healings the exact same way that it happens today how he'll move through you to to get another person healed and you know when sickness and disease is is removed when problems are eradicated from your body here tonight do you know do you know what it is it is the compassion of god moving through us it is the power of the Almighty One that moves through us and we should go away saying what great things the Lord has done for us. Hey, amen, amen. The Lord is having compassion on us in many different ways. You know, there are other examples of this that we don't necessarily need to take time. Uh, in Matthew chapter 20 is, is one of the examples when there were two blind men sitting there and they were calling out to Jesus and saying, have mercy on us, Lord, son of David. And uh, um, what, what happened in that situation is, is Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately they received sight. And followed him again and again we can see in the Word of God how compassion and healing go right together if you only knew how much the Lord loved you it wouldn't be a problem to believe and to acknowledge that he is so ready and quick to move on your behalf standing by he's waiting for an opportunity for someone to say Lord I receive from you Lord, I'll take the, the healing power that you want to bring in my life. And he's glorified when you, when you receive it. Man, when you can straighten it out. And woo, feels better. Yeah. What's happening in heaven? And all the angels are like, yeah, we got another one healed. We know they do that over salvation. The Bible tells us that very clearly. There's rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. I can't help but think that anything related to the work of Jesus and all that he accomplished produces great feelings of joy and all that really know what's happening. And when you receive, you're putting a smile on faces in heaven. Not, not only your own, but in heaven the Lord is glad. He's always thrilled to make you well. It, it, would, it, it, would, it would just make his day. It would make his Sunday to see you come in with pain and out with freedom. Oh, the Lord is so looking forward to you never having to deal with that problem ever again. 
He's excited already. (laughs) He can't wait for you to reach up and say, I'll take it now, Lord. I'll receive your healing compassion today in my life. Oh, it puts a smile on his face. He's glad to do it. Glory to God. (laughs) Woo, praise God. One more in Luke chapter 7. You don't need to turn there either. We're just, we're just finishing up here and getting ready to, uh, to minister to the sick. But there, there's another situation. This person, uh, there, there was a dead person. It's 12 through 16 if you want that reference. But uh, there was a dead man being carried out there. And uh, he was the only son of his mother and she was a widow. There was a big crowd with her. And, uh, and when the Lord saw her, the Bible says that he had compassion on her. This woman, widow woman's carrying her only son. Jesus is moved by that. Is he still moved by that? Absolutely. You do not go through a suffering and a problematic situation without the Lord knowing about it. How can I emphasize that? It immediately goes to the head. And he knows the things that you're going through. And how does it move him? Compassion. Compassion. He want, he's moved to change. And so he sends people like you and me. So we can bring healing. Because the Lord has compassion. Anyway, he stopped them. He grabbed the cough and said, stop. And he, they opened that thing up. And look, he, he just spoke to the person. He said, get out of there. He said, he, he, he said, he said arise. And he said, literally, he said, young man, I say to you, arise. <laughs> if you want the word for word way that, that the Lord said that. And so he, he was dead. He said he sat up and began to speak. And when, when this happened, the Bible says that great fear came on all uh, on all those around there and they glorified God saying a great prophet has arisen among us and God has visited his people what's a sign that God is moving that God is visiting I tell you what healing raising of the dead those type of miracles are a direct sign that God has visited his people Amen. It'll cause people who don't who are on the outside like, what in the world is this? We have not seen this. It's the compassion of the Lord. He's always been that way, always will be that way. He's almighty. He's all powerful. He is able to do it, and he's more than willing. It is the love of God that moves through through him. That's who he is. The Bible says God is love and moves through us, compelling us to have compassion to change the circumstances of those in physical distress. Amen. It is the compassion of the Lord. Everybody ready tonight? Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you now for your compassion, for who you are, for what you've provided for us. Lord, what you've given us the ability to do. And Lord, we just thank you that you love us so much. Every part of the body and those who may not even be in the body of Christ yet you died for them, too And Lord we just reach out and move With that compassion now to bring healing to the sick And we thank you for your mighty power that is transferred to each and every person through the laying on of hands and it drives instantly out all pain and problems in Jesus name Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. We bless you. We bless you. We honor you. You're a good God. You're a faithful Lord. You're a wonderful Savior. 
You're a wonderful healer. We love you tonight. We love you tonight. We honor and bless you. And we love you tonight. Oh, you're so good to us. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for the healing of bodies now. Oh, the manifestation of these things begin to transpire even this very instant. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Affecting a healing and a cure. And driving out that which Satan has wrought. Praise the Lord.